cats and kittens. It's time for another episode of Magic the Amateuring. Specifically, episode 288, which is 288 more episodes than there used to be before this show existed. That's right. It's one more episode than 287, which is how many there were last week. And it's 10 fewer episodes than 200 and... 98. 98, which proves how good at math I am. You're listening to a podcast that is not only about simple addition and subtraction, Mm -hmm. but it's also about Magic the Gathering. Whether you're a player who is new to the game, returning to the game, or just likes to have a real good time uh, getting better, playing with your friends, you know, however you're doing it. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Mathematician. Ooh, is that your name, your profession, your title, your last name, your middle name, your mother's maiden name? I'm Mathematician Mathematician. (laughs) Wow. Oh, sorry. That's Dr. Mathematician. This is like people that name their kids certain things, hoping that's what they'll be when they grow up in life. That's not a thing. Isn't it? No. I heard a story... I heard a story last night from BDM about... BDM is full of stories, by yes, the way. This is being Brian David Marshall, yes, pro-tour historian. Pro-tour historian who told me that he had a Lyft driver once whose name was Roosevelt because their parents wanted them to be famous world leaders and the other one was named Kennedy. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. So, like... That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. I thought you meant, like, someone who named their kid a lawyer. <laughs> Hello, no. everyone. I'm Lawyer O'Donovan. No, but that would be, I, you know what? I'm going to say it's probably happened because last time we were on this, sh- we made this wild accusation that certainly there are no fake doctors in the U.S. Oh, that's right. We were proven we made, wrong. We made a guess and it was literally yeah. under 100. Yeah. That's <laughs> like fake doctors in the U.S. Turns out there's like 5,000. So be worried. <laughs> so watch out. Get worried. On today's show, we're going to tell you what you need to know in magic this week. As we do every week, we're going to keep you up to date and in the know with the magic throw downs. And Pro Tour is coming up, Megan. That's right. It's the Pro Tour 25th anniversary. So we're going to give you our hot takes on the teams, on the formats, on what's what. Yeah, because there's three formats at this Pro Tour. There are three formats. It's the 25th anniversary. Magic is being birthed into 25 years. Hey, what? don't get ahead of yourself. This is all for our section entitled PG 25th okay, anniversary. Uh, I'll cool it. All right. We're also going to talk about Grand Prix Minneapolis because that happened this last weekend. And guess what? We were there. Yes, we sure were. Some of us for longer than others. Accurate. <laughs> we're also going to play a game where we invent... Uh, mechanics for magic. Yes, using a random word generator. Random word generator. And we're going to play Mad Libs from Dominaria. That's right. So all of that to look forward to in your magical life. But before we do that, big thank you to everybody who's joined our magical family on patreon.com slash mtacast. That's right. Thank you so much. If you are already a patron of the show, you are literally making this happen right now. Who knows what this microphone would do if there was not patron? You would run off to and support it. Join the circus. That's right. Have you seen this microphone? Maybe if you're watching this on YouTube. And if not, you've heard this microphone. Yes. And just know that it's doing this job under duress. <laughs> But that dress is made easier by your contribution. Buy some cool hard cash. (laughs) I pay off this microphone every week to stay in this building and not go follow its dreams of soaring through the skies on a trapeze. That's right. So remember, if you too want to crush the dreams of microphones, (laughs) contribute to our show at patreon.com slash mtacast. Also, you're building our dreams and the dreams of everyone who listens to this show by making it possible for them to listen and for us to do it. Yeah, we have a super cool Discord channel chat too that you get an invitation to exclusive club if you're a patron and i just tweeted something out that they made in our discord chat today which is really fun so last week people posted a bunch of photos of ferrets that's that's excellent they were great they're great photos of ferrets if you're bored at work like this is the perfect place for you to hang out just just saying thank you of course to card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash mta class cast not class although this is an mta class is the place oh, to go like classy oh like yeah slash mta, MTA class. class yeah 
for all of your awesome magic needs. They'll sell you singles. They'll sell you boosters. They'll sell you magic paraphernalia from Ultra Pro or other sponsor. They'll give you sweet stickers in your order. If you say, hey, I want a magic yeah. the amateuring sticker, they'll put it in your order. They'll be super fast in their shipping. Their customer service is next to none. Um, yeah. yeah, just a fantastic place to go if you want anything related to magic. It's where I always buy my cards. So. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't say it's great if it actually wasn't. True, so we use it too. Someone on our Twitch chat the other day was like, "Hey, I ordered them yesterday, and they'll be here in two days." And I live in the Netherlands. Wow, wow. that's excellent. So yeah, big thanks to them. Just got to crack all of the muscles in my body here to get ready for the next segment. That's not how that works. <laughs> Tour 25th anniversary. That's right. The Pro Tour is coming up this very weekend. Wow. In fact. Um, and you know what? I'm really excited because it is a team Pro Tour. Yes. There are three people per team. They are playing Standard, Modern, and Legacy. Yep. Three formats. Three formats. Three peeps. Yeah. Any number of teams. <laughs> Tons. Definitely more than three. Yeah. There's so many people here. I know it's like There's a party be so in town. Many people. And uh, I was talking to Paulo, who I was doing coverage with this weekend at Grand Prix Minneapolis, and he said, "This is the pro tour I've looked forward to more than any other pro tour in my life." Oh my goodness! And he's played so many and won so many. He's won a lot of pro tours, <laughs> and I was like, "He's top eight in many pro tours." That's so cool to hear because he's like, "It's the one that means the most because you're playing with your team, and it's the 25th birthday of Magic." And I'm like, "That's so great, Paulo!" Yeah, yeah. So happy silver anniversary! Not only oh. Is it the silver anniversary? Yes, it is. Yeah. Is the 50th the gold? Yes. And the 75th the diamond? Yes. Is the or 100 platinum? Ooh. Is the 100th the you get your own planet? How are you <laughs> both still alive and married? <laughs> Can you imagine being married to someone for 100 years? No. Me neither. Anyways. <laughs> Magic, I'm going to send you a spoon. <laughs> Happy 25th birthday. Here ooh, you go. a silver spoon. A silver spoon. Yeah. Uh, so, Maria. Yes. Give me a hot take about this Pro Tour. So, my hot take is, uh, what's going to be super interesting about this is usually in team tournaments, we see the cream, as they say, rise to the top. Yeah. The best teams do the best because you don't just have to play one person and beat them. You have to play two people and beat them. And those two people, guess what, are probably super good at magic. Yeah. It reduces a lot of variance, right? Where it's like, oh, if you mulliganed both games a bunch. uh, That too. It's sort of like, hey, that is mitigated a little bit by the fact that like your other the other two players on your team, if they're better than their opponents. Yeah. You know, they're less likely to all have bad luck at the same time. True. So you've got those two factors, uh, and plus add this in. These are sta- we're playing standard, modern, legacy, yeah, which are constructed formats. So we're even lessening our luck factor even more than yeah. we would potentially for something like limited if the team yeah. just opens a bad pool. Um, even though deck building skills are not to be uh, looked aside in yeah. uh, limited team events, but um, yeah, so we've got three elements that are all going to be combined together to have the best team win is yes. what I think is going to happen. Wow. Period. So you like, think that whatever team wins is truly, is truly the best, the team, best in magic? team in Magic? Wow. I mean, they've got to make some metagame calls, certainly. Yeah. But that's that's even less than even more because you're only playing one match of each of these certain formats versus your opponent. Yeah. So um, anyway, I yeah, I think the best team is going to win. There you go. That's my hot take. Who's the best team, Maria? Wow, you really put me on the spot here. I really am. Because normally we do predictions of who's going to win the Pro Tour. Yes. We do sock bet, which yes. I, by the way, paid out to Brian David Marshall this past weekend. He got Minnesota socks, and there are a bunch of Minnesotas, and one is doing a winky face. Cute. So there you go, Brian. But uh, yeah, but we don't know what all the teams are right yeah. now because some people just got invited to this Pro Tour. That's right. Yesterday. <laughs> like, for instance, pirate boy Sam, Sam! Islandfelt yeah. has been trying to hit gold for literal months. Yes. He finally, just yesterday, buddy. got the two points he needed. He is now gold, yep. which means he is automatically qualified for this <laughs> pro tour. And he's like, oh boy, now I have to find a team. Yeah. Well, but luckily, one. yeah, yeah, there are, uh, were other people who are in similar situations. Right. Where it was just like, oh, my goodness. Now, all of a sudden, I'm qualified for this PT because I just got the right number of pro points. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, back to your question. To yes. answer, I think the most popular answer here is going to be Peach Garden Oath. Yeah. 
William Huey Jensen, Owen Turtenwald, and Reed Duke. Uh, that's got to be at least up there in your top three. Okay. And I also want to uh, mention Paulo's team yeah. because he's playing with Mike Sigris and I forgot the third person. Well, <laughs> so I'm sorry, third person. Do you know person. what? I would already take a bet out <laughs> on that, Paulo yeah. and Mike Sigris. If you just told me it was a team and Paulo's on it and so is Mike Sigris, I'm yes. like, yes, I yes. will I will vote for that team. That's my pick. Okay, you can't steal it from me. <laughs> I thought you were taking PGO. <sighs> I want to take Paulo just because I uh, feel like fine. You know, we we talked about it in the booth last weekend, so I'm going to take Paulo's team. Wow, you can have Peach Garden Oath. No, who do you want? I'm thinking. Okay, you can take like a Musashi it. team. Yes, that's probably I want a good. That. I pick whatever team. I'm okay. Here's my dream: is that Shota Yasuoka and Yuya are on, on the, the same, same team. team. So I'm picking that team. Okay, they probably are. They probably are. That yeah. team seems very good. Okay, great choice. Yeah, this is going to be a great pro tour to watch yeah. and see uh, which team comes out on top. The best team, as Maria's predicted. We'll find out. Yeah. What do you think we're going to see in standard? Great question. So this will be the first time we see Dex and standard in the hands of the pros at a big Magic sanctioned tournament mm-hmm. since M19 has been released. So has M19 changed anything? Like the card everyone's talking about is Niggable is the Ravager. That's true. But we have also have other dragon friends. Oh, yes. That are out there doing good work. <laughs> like Chromium the Mutable. That's right. Yeah. What's up, buddy? I mean, that's a nice Esper finisher if that's what you want in your, in your life and in your deck. If you really feel like you need creatures to attack okay guess what i heard about what the rumor mill was swirling about Ooh, what nexus of fate yes i played against someone um on friday of the gp in standard who had a nexus of fate deck oh really it how did it go for you great bad because my <laughs> control deck was worse wow so you get to take an extra you get to yep. take extra turns yeah yeah, with Nexus what a of fate. what a dream. Okay, so we at might instant see that. speed, paradoxical outcome decks. Yes, they're around. You love that deck. Yes, I really hope that I would love to see like a Psy Master Thopterist, Etherflux Reservoir, yeah. paradoxical outcome style deck. We're gonna see what it a joy for that sure. would be. We're gonna yeah. see it. They've been doing well. They have been much better than they've done in the past. Exactly. So. And what all the only thing I don't want to see is somebody playing mono red. You know who you are. I've seen way less mono red. I've played That's against true. it a lot less online. I think I've seen it in the five O list from Magic Online. Yeah. Way less frequently than it was appearing before. Okay, great. Because I'm tired. I think it's on the way out. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you, Mono Red. That's right. Whether it's because, you know, maybe people just collectively, we're all just like, we're done here. We're done with this. Or, you know, they've they've just, you know been enough ways to counteract it yeah um because we've even seen in the string of gps leading up to this that it was definitely on the decline that is accurate yeah so yeah we'll see how it fares at, at the pro tour if anybody wants to bring it uh we, palladium moors and nicobolas and sarkin i saw in a 5-0 deck list Ooh, on magic online some dragon shenanigans dragon shenanigans so that would be that would be awesome. I it would, would love be. that. I would love to see Dragon But I just have a question about Nicol Bolas. Okay. Okay, obviously this card is bonkersville, USA, backslash, yes. dot com, backslash, UK. Um, and, <laughs> but the thing is, it is for toughness. Yes. So, like, Glorybringer kills it, Chandra kills it. But these are cannot. red decks. Glorybringer can't Oh, yeah, kill it's it. a dragon. Yeah. <gasps> You're right. Glorybringer is like no it thank you. It can't kill its own kind. No. All right. So maybe if we're not seeing these red decks, maybe it's a little bit safer. Yeah. Or no you know, maybe you you play a four mana dragon, then they discard a card, and then they kill it, and then you play your next one. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're still getting. It's still a two for one. I want to see a cat deck in the hands of Craig William Wesco. Is that really? His I don't know. Okay. <laughs> But uh, he's my only hope, as you know, at yeah. most pro tours, he's my only hope. Um, Craig Gabriel Wesco. <laughs> but I don't, this is what I said to Paulo on, on stream this past weekend. I was like, Leonin Warleader, I am hoping for a cat deck in standard. And he's like, oh yeah, that card's really good. And I'm like, what? Yay. And I'm like, really? That deck's, that deck's good? And he's like, oh no, 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 that deck is bad, but it's good <laughs> in that deck. <laughs> Paulo, you got my not, hopes raised. Not where I saw that story going. I know, I know. No, but I don't think the cat deck is good. But yeah, hopefully, maybe after rotation, we'll see some more kitty cats running rampant and standard. Yeah. What about know. modern? What do you think is gonna? What do you think people are gonna bring in modern? Well, you know, KCI. 
yes, for sure Matt Nass is going to be playing KCI on yeah. whatever team he's on. Yeah. That's just a given. Um, I, you know, want to see somebody playing Boggles, obviously. And I think mm-hmm. some people will because of the fact we talked about this, that team, the best teams are likely to do better. I think teams that feel that they are weaker at this tournament will play something like Boggles like Dmitry Budakov did in the yeah. Magic Online Championship because he said, I want to spike this because I'm not as good as these people. So I'm going to yeah. play a deck that can kind of steal wins out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah. So I think we are going to see Hexproof be a thing. My Boggly boy is going to be boggling. Oh, um, humans. But this is what I think. It's going to be humans. Big time KCI. Barf. It's going to be Mardu Pyromancer. Uh-huh. Those are going to be my top three. Mardu Pyromancer is definitely still on the upswing. Yeah. Get out of here. Goodbye. Good I day. Hate I hate Same. that deck personally, oh, even though I think it's actually great. I mean, obviously, it's a very good deck. Does it play a bunch of thought seasons and inquisitions? Yes, yes it does. Yes, get, it does. Get out of here. Get out of Dodge. What do you want to see? I mean, people are also going to play Affinity because people just do. That's true. And Affinity has been doing real solid. And here's the thing, too. Like, is it safer to play a deck like Affinity? Because you're only, there's only one modern deck on the team yeah right and yes. maybe they're not the deck that has hercules recalls maybe they're not the deck that has stony silence yeah so like you're just like boom i destroy you yeah if they're not playing blue or white yeah yeah or red or green <laughs> <laughs> look there's options in every color maria <laughs> to deal with that deck yeah to deal with a bunch of artifacts yeah seriously but though. sometimes it's just right it is like consistent enough yeah. Especially now, uh, we had some friends who played Antiquities War yes. in their uh, in their modern artifact, in their modern affinity decks in Vegas, and they both did very well. I yeah. Think, I want to say they were like 12-3 and 11-4, or something like that. What do you want to see in modern? Oh, great question. Wow. Somebody's going to bring Taking Turns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see Taking Turns. I mean, if Nexus of Fate is good enough for standard, is it good enough for modern? No, it is not. Okay, answered. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but that's only two out of three formats, Megan. Yeah, that's true. Why are we not talking about the third one? It's Legacy. Legacy. And a giant mystery. Legacy is a mystery to everyone who plays it. They don't even know what they're doing. They're like, here's my deck. I'm going to play a card. Does this happen? Maybe. <laughs> Do you know what? That's not true. No. People who play Legacy know they what, love the, Legacy. what the freak is up. Yeah. Legacy people are Legacy people. Yes. Like, that is their jam. It's their thing. They're so good at it. It's really cool to watch. Yes. Also. But no one knows what's going to be happening because some of the their friends recently got yes. the boot. Yeah. Death Right Shaman, Dr. S, as I like to call him. Yeah. He's out of here. Yeah. Getaxian probe. Get out. Get out. Get right out. <laughs> get probe gets out. Yes. That's the headline. Get probe gets out. <laughs> so like wow. a lot of decks are gonna look pretty different. Yeah. And what's gonna be actually the most powerful? I don't know. Get probe gets out. Dr. S on the run. <laughs> Where's old timey newscaster? <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking for this. I know. By the way, somebody in chat Extra, week, extra, read oh all about it. <laughs> Dr. S on the run. Get probe gets out. Who's going to take their places? Town needs a new doctor. Who's up to the job? <laughs> somebody in chat this weekend was like, where's the old-timey newscaster? Well, there you go. There, there they were the whole time. I've been out west. There's lots of news to report <laughs> oh, out no. west. Things are happening. <laughs> the west is where the gold rush is. <laughs> And I'm not talking about gold bros. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you're yeah. not familiar with Legacy, don't be intimidated. It's actually not as scary as you think. You're going to know a lot of the cards in the mm-hmm. format if you've ever just like played a cube on Magic Online or played a cube at one of your friend's house or something like that. The cards are also very iconic. And uh, the card pool, while very deep, is not always very uh deep within the metagame like everybody is playing like brainstorm for instance everybody is playing force of will we all know what that card does everybody's playing like reanimate you know like we understand that card yeah so don't be intimidated but um yeah the decks are very powerful and you have to play them perfectly that's the scary thing about legacy yeah everyone makes different decisions I, i think on any one given turn because the turns can be so complex with just casting brainstorm like Oof. what you do after you cast brainstorm for instance is intense that can be a decision tree that branches out in several different ways but 
Um, if you make like one like glaringly obvious error, you lose. Yeah. Whereas in standard or limited, you can make a big, you can mess up pretty bad and still not lose. Can you? Yes. My experience would suggest <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my favorite uh, d- deck actually is um, death and what? Not death and taxes. Um, the one with uh, the white black deck with uh, j- Jite. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. And you can find forms of popular modern decks in Legacy 2, which is just like the better version of it. You're not thinking of Death and Taxes? I'm probably thinking of Death and Taxes. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. What else would I, what else would I be thinking of anyway? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, Death and Taxes, Miracles is a deck that used to be around um, in other formats and now is in Legacy. No, so you're thinking Miracles used to be a deck, but it has been on, it was on the outs uh, after Sensei's Divining Top got banned. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. But there are still, there people people have still been trying to play it. Um, And maybe perhaps it's it's a valid chance with, uh, it has a valid shot in the tournament with Dr. S on the way out. Yep, Sneak and Show. Yeah. That deck exists. Yes. That you know, Goblins. Goblins. Mono White. We saw uh Chantel in oh, at yes. GP Seattle was playing a mono white like soldiers deck. Cool. That was pretty sick. Cool. Yeah. And it's kind of funny like who which person on teams has been elected to be the legacy player because mm-hmm. like we said some players are like legacy's my jam and they're on a team and they know it inside and out yeah. but sometimes the teams are like oh, well we just want three really solid players and out of these three none of us really know legacy so we have to cram so take take your pick yeah uh like notable legacy players that i can think of it's not a long list no but like noah walker is he legacy yeah he's very good at legacy a legacy man yes he's a legacy man oh okay cool uh yeah, he top aided GP Seattle, but again, I think that he was on like Grixis or something like that, yeah. which is you know, not a, as much a thing anymore. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, there's like a lot that's kind of wide open at this Pro Tour, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. We used to have the Pro Tour be the thing, the first big tournament after a set was released, and now that's not true anymore. But this mm-hmm. Pro Tour kind of is because yeah. of M19 and because of these bands. We haven't seen any big any big standard GPS. Since M19 hit, so we don't know. We don't know. We've got these 5-0 magic online lists, but what are those really? But the story told before the real story happens and is told. Wow. Nicely put. put. Nicely put. (laughs) So yeah, cover starting on Thursday this time around, not Friday. So like we said, we we're all proponents of wasting time at your job and like yes. not doing what you're supposed to do. Yes. And here's just yet another way to make that happen for yourself. <laughs> Hometown GP. Yes, it was. M19 Corset Limited. That was yield and what was played. Megan, you played in this tournament. Did I? Give us your report. Well, it went bad. Tell the class what happened. Uh, so I got. I had a really solid pool. It was. I looked that at it. That being said, I think that it was difficult to build because it was so solid. I had so many options. Oh, first world um, problems. So I, I, I know, right? Uh, but I mean, it wasn't anything where it was like, all of these options are busted or there's a busted yeah. option. It's like, all of these options are like good, mm-hmm. not the best, but good. Uh, and so I ended up in green black with a lot of removal and like some big, some big creatures. And I felt like, so I, I was thinking it in terms of a couple of months ago, I was talking to Eric Ifro, um, about his team's advantage. He, he, Paolo and Ben S when they play, uh, team limited events. Yeah. And he was like, he was talking about how in any given sealed, like people misbuild their decks by a certain number of cards. And in team limited, that number of cards that decks are misbuilt by is even higher because there's so many different people trying to make decisions and there's so many different options. Right. But it was really interesting because I'd never thought of it in terms of looking at my deck and being like, exactly how many cards away is this from a perfect deck? Uh, or from the perfect build of my pool. 
And so I've been trying to look at my sealed builds like that a little bit more often recently, where once I've built my pool and I've played a couple of rounds, I look at my pool again and I say, okay, how many cards do I think I was off from perfect? And usually that number will correlate to how much I sideboard baseline between games one and two. Right. Where it's like, sometimes it's like, oh, the baseline number of cards that I'm sideboarding is three because my my deck is three cards misbuilt and I'm just swapping into like a fundamentally better deck even if I'm not reacting to anything that my opponent is doing right like sometimes it's like oh I'm gonna put in like plummets because they have a lot of flyers Um, or I'm gonna put in naturalized because they have like a really good artifact I'm not talking about that I'm just talking about like hey I'm going to take out this like yeah I'm going to take out x card and replace it with Y card because that should have just been my first choice. Right. Um, and so I feel like I got like I got fairly close. I got like I do feel like it's helped me get closer each tournament to actually building like the right deck from my pool. I still think that that being said, I was probably four cards off this time. Okay. Well, that's not um, too bad. I mean, four you're cards the, is like four You're in the right colors. That's true. I, like, I was in the right colors. I'll give it that. That's not as um, easy as it sounds. Yeah, but four cards is like still substantial, right? Four cards, I think, is like the difference between winning and losing some games that I lost. Um, so yeah, that. and then I felt like, we talked about this a little bit, but I felt like I just made some mistakes that weren't like glaring errors, right? Where it's like I... You know, like, I attacked into a creature that could just block an evil yeah, creature. Like, yeah. nothing like that. Okay. Where I, like, swung a 3-2 into a 4-4 four, four, whatever. Um, but I just made errors that were, like... Like, if that's, like, a level 1 error, these were, like, level <laughs> 2 errors. Okay. What's level 2 error? Level 2 error was just, like... Um, so, in the last match that I lost, um, my opponent had some evasive creatures, like two Sky March Bloodletters and a Departed Deckhand. These weren't all on the battlefield at the time. Like, I had killed one of them. And I had a Vigilant Bailoth that I was racing with, which is the little 5-5 Vigilance, which is, you know, a good way to race. It's a big old body. Um, And in my hand, I have a Manolith, I have a Colossal Dreadmaw, and I have, I want to say, maybe, like, one of the rares I was playing was the 4-3 uh, Goreclaw. Goreclaw. Something like that, right? Or sure. maybe I hadn't cast the Bayloth yet and the Bayloth was in my hand or something like that. Um, and my opponent casts a Nickel Bolas the Ravager and I have to discard a card. And I look at my hand. Um, oh, no, did you... It was... So the, the Bayloth was on the table, sorry. And I had a removal spell. So it was like Strangling Spores, Manolith, um, Colossal Dreadmaw. My opponent has like the two Bloodletters and the deck hand, and I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to keep the removal spell because I need to kill this Nicole Bolas now. Um, so my options for discard, I have five lands in play. My options for discard are Manolith um, or Colossal Dreadmaw. And I discard the Manolith because I'm like, hey, I'm going to kill this Nicole Bolas right now. Maybe I draw a land and I play this Dreadmaw. Yeah. But I didn't have any red mana, and I was on a red splash. Um, most importantly, I had... Bane Fire, and I had sideboarded in an Electrify as well. Okay. So I have no red mana, and I just decide to discard my Manolith and keep the Dreadmaw. And I think that that was a mistake. Like, I think that at the time, I was sort of, like, thinking about it as a race where I remove my opponent's creature, and they're not going to be able to remove any of my stuff. Yeah. And I'm also counting on drawing a land for this Colossal Dreadmaw and being able to cast it, and it's sticking. Like, if that doesn't happen, I lose the race. And it ends up that, like, I keep attacking them, but they, like, I eventually play, like, a Gore Claw, and they remove it, and they gain some life off of it. So, they're like, now I'm losing the race for sure, and I draw a Banefire. And it's like, well, if I, like, and I never cast the Colossal Dreadmaw in my hand. I never have an opportunity to. And it's like, well, I think that in this time when I discarded that Dreadmaw, like, I don't, I don't know that I did the right thing. Like, I think that it might have been correct for me to look at that and be like, what I don't need right now is a creature. What I, like, I have the biggest creature on the board. What I need is to give myself outs to these two removal spells because otherwise I'm dying to these evasive creatures. So do you think you were thinking of it as if your opponent never had anything for the rest of the game? I think I was just, I was just looking at my cards. I was just evaluating, like, the face value of the cards in my hand. I looked at my hand and I was like, of these, the worst spell in my hand is Manolith because it does nothing. Yeah. And I wasn't looking at my hand in terms of like, you know, if my, like, depending on what my draws are, 
like depending my game plan going forward is going to be best if I have access to red mana and not if I just play some dumb six six. <gasps> How dare you? I know. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's pretty interesting, actually. Um, and a very deep analysis on the game state and what you were thinking of and so. what you should give priority to. Yeah, and it could that. be right that it's like hindsight is 50-50, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I feel like I would have made the same decision, so. Yeah, but at the same time, like, later on, it's like, oh, like, my next draw was a creature, and I played that creature, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, like, right, if I discard the Dread Maw, then any creature is a very good draw for me. Whereas if I keep the Dread Maw, any creature is, like, a very medium draw for me because it's just sort sure. of another thing that I'm playing that my opponent can remove. Wow. Wow. That's a cool story. So, I don't know. So it's stuff like that Level where it's, up. like, I think that if I... Well, that's the thing, though, is that I feel like I have those moments at every GP that I go to, except that they're so far apart right now Yeah. that, like, I'm not consistently chaining them together. It's like, I'm, like I make that tiny step up, but then I don't play for so long that I, like, take that step down again, and I have to make it again at the next <laughs> GP that I go to, which is, like, kind of a frustrating feeling. Maybe you, know? you have to carry that decision-making over onto Magic Online and then yeah. carry Magic Online over into the The problem the is GP. that I don't think that I play the same. In those two, well, in yeah, those two places, yeah, that is true. Is and difficult. we talked about that last week too. Is like, yeah, I'm making my mulligan decisions way too fast on Magic Online. Yeah, exactly. And in this case, I think the difference is that I give myself more time to think on Magic Online. Like, I think I do make those correct decisions a greater portion of the time on Magic Online. But that's because there's not like someone across the table that right, I feel like, obligated to like play quickly, play, play fast. Yeah. Um, totally understandable. So I feel like, yeah, it's like a matter of being more in person, like playing more in person so that I feel like I can make good decisions even while there's someone there that I'm like trying to respect their time. Yeah. So. All right. That was a long story. <laughs> story I got to play Yuya Watanabe. You played Yuya. He Yuya. crushed me. That was exciting. Just stomped me. How was that experience? Do you know what? That's another place actually that... <laughs> So, okay, sorry. I know this has been a long story time, but I'll give you this story because I think it was another moment okay, where I made a bad it. decision. Um, so Yuya's game one deck is like a, a green-red aggro deck, and he's just like smashing me with it, right? Um, and I eventually like solidify the board because he's just like one ones and two twos, and one of them is a daggerback basilisk. Okay. And I eventually get down like... Like, a, my own 2-2 two, two that trades with something or, like, threatens to block the 1-1s. One, and I have a 2-3. And then I even play, like, one more creature. I want to say, like, a Thornhide Wolves or something, right? Like a 4-5. Okay. Uh, and I'm looking at my hand, and I have a, a Lich's Caress in it. Except now I'm looking at a board that's, like, two one one Goblins, a 2-2, two, two, the 2-2 two, two Vigilance Elf, and a Daggerback Basilisk. And I want to say, like, one other dumb 2-2 two, two creature, right? Like, nothing important. And I look at my hand and I'm like, okay, I profitably block all of these except the Daggerback Basilisk because that has Death Touch. I'm like, do I want, should I just like kill this Daggerback Basilisk right now? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I ended up deciding, I was like, no, it's just a stupid 2-2 Daggerback Basilisk. Even though looking at his board, it is the only creature that's good against my team. And he ends up the next turn doing the plus three, plus three, and it has to be blocked. Oh, uh, declare dominance. Yes. And I, right, and I lose all three of my creatures, and I get hit for, like, seven. Um, and I end up dying. Like, I play, like, a bog stomper and can block, but he has a sure strike and gets to the last four points of damage on his next attack. And it's like, do you know what? I think that the correct thing to do, and this isn't even a hindsight is 50-50, I think that the correct thing to do was to kill the Daggerback Basilisk. Because again, I was looking at my hand and being like, everything that I have is good against his board, minus this one creature. So why did I not use my, my removal spell? Because it feels bad to kill a stupid 2-2 two -two for three. Exactly. Like, it feels bad, but that shouldn't but, have yeah, factored into yeah. my decision making if, like, my analysis is, this is the only creature good against my board right now. Yeah. Like, I should kill it. Uh, yeah, I got wrecked. <laughs> I got wrecked real good. That's pretty cool. You got to play Yuya Watanabe. Yeah, it was very cool. Neat. So. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Story time with that, Megan yeah. this week. That was, that was awesome. It was a lot. Well. Uh, anyways, so I ended up I ended yeah. up going 3-3 three, three drop. 3-3 three, three drop. Yeah. Well. You know what happens. But I did get to spell sling on Friday. And that was a wonderful experience. Yeah, you Thank love you that. Thank you so much to everyone. I got to play two standards. I just cracked open a challenger deck. How was the, the blue challenger white deck? One. The blue one. It was great. Got some more over here. Here's Hazard. It was great. I think I, yeah, I like, I won one 
No, I played three standard matches because I won two and I lost one against the Nexus of Fate deck. Um, I got to play two moderns. I played a commander. Um, shout out to our, our friend, uh, listener, Kyoji, who made my Azar commander deck. I got to nice. pilot it. It was a lot of fun. And then Brawl, I just cracked open one of the sparring decks. Yeah, Tatiova. The Tatiova one. It was great. From Card Kingdom. So good. Yeah, we're going to have a video coming up pretty soon yeah. where we uh, brawl those decks. It was a lot of other. fun. I had a great time playing Brawl. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to play versus you with Depala. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we so s- spell slinging, wonderful. We saw a lot of cool people. Thanks to everybody who came up and said said hi, yeah. gave us a high five. That was really awesome to meet people in real life. Yeah, and I loved watching Draft, too, because, you know what? I like M19. Wow. I like this set. Hot take. I didn't think I was going Hot to. freaking take. I don't always like core sets. Yeah. I like M19 a lot. Do you know what? It's solid. It's a solid core set yeah. and very interesting. I just want to point out a couple of really cool things that I saw in draft that you might want to try at home. <laughs> okay, thing number one yeah. was a, a, a deck that I heard of secondhand that included two copies of Thud, Inferno Hellions, and Double Cast. Okay, and Double Cast is a card that allows you to cast a spell a second time. In this case, Thud. Yeah. And in this case, we are thudding. We are flinging, essentially, Inferno Hellion after it attacks. Because it's not after it attacks that it that has to go back into your library. Yeah, it's end step. End step. So you get in and you smash for seven. And then you double cast a thud. And you also just dome them for 14. Wow. That's How do you like sick. that? That's I thought great. that was awesome. Yeah. So that's a cool deck you can try. Um, also, by the way, Red White, everybody seemed to think that was the best deck to draft. Uh, if you can get it, you're just going wide. You're playing all the trump- Trumpet Blast you po- humanly can, Angel of the Dawn, uh, Inspired Charge, that kind of thing. But the cool deck I saw was Ken Yukihiro, who drafted Salvager of Secrets, plus basically everything that you want to flash back in your life from your graveyard, and four copies of Mirror Image. Wow. So he just kept making That's more amazing. Salvager of Secrets and kept getting back this copy of Murder like five times. It was so good. <laughs> anyway, that was that was a very cool deck because I hadn't yeah. had any success with Mirror Image. But uh, yeah, That's awesome. his deck was a work of art as yeah. well. So go back and check out coverage of, of Ken Yukihiro's drafts because he had some spicy ones for us. This weekend, Magnus Lanto, by the way, took down the whole thing. And his it's kind of a funny story. He's a Magic Online champion who, by the way, I've beaten on Magic Online. Wow. Sick brags. Sick brags, Magnus. But he said that he, he was like, this Pro Tour is going to be my last Pro Tour. I was going to retire. And now Magic pulls me back in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was a super fun tournament. I am very, very sad that we don't get to have limited in this Pro Tour, yeah. even though it's going to be really cool. So I had to get my fill of it this tournament. And yeah. I'm still going to be playing it online because guess what? I love M19. There I said it. <laughs> Are you ready to Oof. make invent a mechanic? Yes, I am. Okay, so the rules for this are you have to make a random mechanic. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? This is your mechanic. It's called color. Color? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm using a random word generator, by the way. What's your random word? Oh, okay. Mine is going to be slow. <laughs> slow. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Color slow. and slow. <laughs> Magic's new mechanic, slow. So this is like Last Strike that uh, was on a zombie in Unhinged. But it's going to be, uh, it's also kind of like the turtle that it, when it attacked. Yeah. What did it do? It's, how did it, it, it slept for a turn or something and then it untapped? I can't remember. Yeah. No, it like, so you attack and then you exile it. That's and then right. Next and then turn it comes, it comes back. back attacking. <laughs> slow. I've got one for slow. Okay. It's like, it's all it is. Is that it's like slow just means that it's summoning sick for two turns. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's got to be pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's it might be like a five five for three, but it's slow. But it has slow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that actually. Okay, I've got one for color. We're gonna okay. swap words here. Okay. Color is after this creature deals combat damage, it changes its color identity. 
Wow, okay. So they're never going to print this until the future when magic cards are like, you know, like online and they can change and stuff in the real world. But yeah, so this will be a set in a set where color matters. Yeah. And it'll change color when it deals combat wow. damage. So red can turn into black or whatever. That's cool. Compliance. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Compliance is our, one of our next words. And concern. <laughs> Compliance like and concern. From the same set. Yeah, they do. Concern is when another one of your creatures is dealt combat damage, gain that many plus one plus one counters on, on, this, yeah. on, on the creature with concern. Okay, compliance is um, on a creature with compliance, you can pay to give other creatures its keywords. Whoa! So, like, if it had flying? Yeah, you could pay to give other creatures you control flying. Compliance. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Hire us R and D brand <laughs> here. Speaking of R and D brand, and chew. <laughs> yes. Chew. Chew. Okay, chew is like if you attack, and oh, I, I got one for brand. If you oh, th chew is gonna be way too good. Oh, really? What is chew? It can be way too good. It's gonna be. It's. I think it's way, way, way too good. Okay, chew is that if you attack. And the person opts not to block. You can choose to assign the combat damage of the creature to, to a, a creature, creature instead of the player. That's some Hearthstone grade bustedness, bustedness right there. It's like very busted. Chew. I actually really like that though. But maybe there should be a downside to it. Like if it chews, like you have to sacrifice it or something. Yeah. Right. So it's like if you have like a three three with chew, you attack, and they're like they have. You know, a two, three, and they're like, no blocks. It's like, okay, I'll deal three to the, you Do know, whatever. to this creature, and then I have to sack it. Yeah. Yeah. Chew. All right. Wow. I, I actually think that's going to happen in Magic's future sometime. Wow. I really do. Okay. What was the other one? Dang it. I forgot. Hold I don't on. even remember. Uh, oh, no. No. It's lost to us forever. Ugh. I had it in my head, too. Basically, what it, whatever the word was, you remember who are listening. What happened is after um, it dealt damage, you got to steal a keyword or something if you if you blocked with it or okay. whatever, and then your card gets it. We're really making a digital version yeah, of Magic really these are. keywords because really it's too hard to keep track of in real life. <laughs> Legislature. Yes. And reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, Legislature. Leg <laughs> oh, I love it. Reproduction love it. is just a uh, populate. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously. Uh, oh, legislature. Legislature. I feel like this is like where. Okay, legislature is um, you. Uh, when when a creature with legislature um, <coughs> comes comes into play. Yeah. Uh, on like, oh, this is again, this is too complicated. But on this turn and on your opponent's next turn, um, all creatures have to do the same thing. Like oh, either agreement. they all have to block oh. or none of them can block or they all have to attack or none of them can attack. That's pretty cool. I, I think it's too complicated to word, but I was going to make it like a will of the council kind of thing. Yeah. Where the but it's it comes in and it has a positive effect for you. But your opponent gets to decide which of those two things happens. Oh, yeah. Legislature. Legislature. <laughs> Coin. <laughs> OK. Speaking of Hearthstone and pill. <laughs> pill. Pill. I don't know what pill could possibly be. Huh. Coin is, like, just something that gives your opponent, um, like, treasure. So when this creature dies, your opponent gets coin two. Yeah. So they get two treasures that they can sack to, for mana of any color. That makes sense. Coin. Oof. Pill? Um. I can't think of anything for pill. Uh, for, for pill... It's if this creature would die, you may sacrifice it to make another creature indestructible. Oh, it's giving it its medicine. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Grateful. Uh huh. And sour. <laughs> yes. Sour. Okay. Oh, sour makes me think of minus one, minus one counters. Same. Um, and like in, in, infect or wither. Or something like along those lines. Mm -hmm. This creature has sour. So whenever another... Yeah, it's just going to deal its damage in minus one, minus one counters. So it's like wither. Yeah. Hmm. It's the only thing I can get for sour. Let me think. 
What was our other word? Grateful. Grateful. Yeah. Grateful. So what is a creature grateful for? Um, Having a friend. This is, so the, this is the problem. I thought of something that was like heroic. Yeah. And like kind of like treasure like with you had where it's a, a heroic where it's, but it, it's exclusively if you target it with a spell or ability. We'll make it spell or ability. Yeah, that you makes get, sense. You can make a treasure. It's grateful. So yeah. it's like, thank you. Exactly. Here's a treasure. <laughs> or an aura. And they're yeah. like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Courtesy. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. That's curtsy. No, that's, no, that's courtesy. courtesy. And drink. Yes. <laughs> courtesy <laughs> and drink. Drink? Uh, this is like, remember when I made a vampire mechanic? Yes. But I can't remember what it was, but it was so good. I don't remember it. Drink. Drink. Drink courtesy. and courtesy. Yeah. Courtesy is when you play is on really good creatures in this set. Uh-huh. And when you play one, you have to randomly give a card from your deck to your opponent. From your deck? Yeah. They put it in their hand? Yeah, they just get it. And they can use mana of any, a- any color. As though it was a, of any color? To cast it. Do I get to choose? Uh, what card I'm giving them? No. So they just get to take the top card of my library? Yes. Wow, that creature must be busted. Courtesy. And some creatures have courtesy too, Megan. What? <laughs> You're going to... There's no There's no creature I would play it that let my opponent draw two cards. What? It might just be land. I don't care. They're still drawing two cards. There's no creature <laughs> I would play. Two cards, even. But they can cast them. Yeah, they can. Do you know what? There is no creature. I maintain there is no creature I would play, play that would allow my opponent to draw two cards from my library. But you're, from any library. The creature is so good, though. There's no creature good enough. <laughs> Literally no creature good enough. Tell me about this creature. This creature is like a 7-7 seven, seven for four mana. 7-7 seven, seven flying? Flying. Haste? Haste. Indestructible? No. Probably not then. <laughs> not doing it. It comes into play. They draw two cards. One of them is a removal spell. They kill it. Yeah, that's the risk you have to take. But they could just okay. draw two friggin' lands off the top of your deck. Sure, yeah, they get to I play don't them. Know. But like, maybe it's just a dumb sure strike. Courtesy. Courtesy. You have to okay. be nice sometimes. You have a seven seven for four <laughs> flying haste. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Pro, one of the sponsors of their sh- Ultra Show. That's right. Thank you so much to Ultra Pro, who is making sick stuff yeah. for you to put your sick magic cards in. Guess what? Last week, we showed you a new bag that they yes. have, and I used it. That's right. I used it at the at the GP. I went and played a draft, and it, no joke, I was talking to people about it, like, this bag is changing my life. Maria sat down later on that evening uh, next to me, and she was like, I didn't think it was possible for a bag to change your life. Yeah. I had been carrying bags that were really heavy, that hurt my sh- like shoulder when I shoulder strap yes. when I wore them and just dragging me down. I was like, oh, this sucks to lug it around a GP. Yeah, you but you have to. Stuff. But you have a lot of things. And then I used this bag and it was like everything in my life was better. It, yeah. it wasn't heavy. Everything had, had a home. There was pockets yeah. for everything. There's like a little binder. There's like a whole little like section for your binder. Oh. Slip your binder in. A pen holder. Somewhere that can hold any size drink or yes. your play mat. Pen, there's holders, slots for pens on the inside that you could easily go, grab them. There's a cell phone holder. Like, get, just, just, just stop all other bags. Yeah, and this you bag is like, it has like a nice wide strap. Yeah, nice wide yeah. strap that a was very comfortable. Anyway. Well, That's all go. I got to say. Buy that bag. Seriously. Like, I don't just come out and be like, buy this thing. But if you want a nice bag for GPs, yeah. guess what? I found it. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's time for some Flavor Text Theater. As though that wonderful mechanic creation was not enough. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to do a uh, D- Dominaria Flavor Text Theater. Yeah, we haven't done any Mad Libs from Dominaria, I don't think. I don't think so. Maybe we did, but I don't remember it. So it's good as enough as doing it for the first time. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, I need a noun. Uh, Little Debbie's Snack Cakes. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about those a lot this yeah. weekend. My mom delivered a bunch of different kinds to coverage and uh, Paulo had never had them, and he had them, and I was like, Paulo, what is your reaction to Little Debbie snack cakes? He's like, they taste like an explosion of sugar. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what? You're not that's wrong. Very, that's very, that's very accurate. Wrong. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, I need a um, I need a verb. Verb. Um, uh, uh, vomiting with abandon. <laughs> okay. It's very romantic. Yeah. Vomiting with abandon. With abandon. With a hair flip. Yeah. Um, uh, a famous person. Ooh, dang it. I already used little Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> little Debbie herself. Okay. <laughs> this is little Debbie themed. Uh, Mad Lib, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> None other than. Um, and an adjective. Ooh, um, uh, stinky dinky. <laughs> so both smelly and small. Yes. Stinky dinky. Okay, here's the original. Syncopate. <laughs> the fire spell stuttered and broke. Its pieces reached to fairy out of rhythm. Meaningless. Wow. The little Debbie snack cakes spell stuttered and vomited with abandon. <laughs> its pieces reached little Debbie herself out of rhythm. Stinky dinky. <laughs> little Debbie herself hit with the, the vomiting pieces of her own snack cake. It's really poetic. What a way it's to go. Poetic. <laughs> poetic justice on little Debbie herself, who may or may not be a real person. All right. Um, I uh, I need a verb. Ooh, uh, uh, an action word. Yes. Mega punch, or mega punching, or hog, mega, whatever tense worry, you need I'll, it in. I'll, yeah. Okay. Um, noun. Okay. Uh, Pikachu's cousin Bulbasaur. <laughs> I didn't know they were related. Yeah, they are. They're cousins at the family reunion. Bulby and Pika, Pika hang out. This is probably not canon, and Pikachu <laughs> enthusiasts would be very okay. upset at me. Um, uh, I need a like a topic. A topic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, fungus. <laughs> you know, just a, a general topic. Another verb. Um, s- slap silly. Um, just a violent. Yeah, and a famous person. Little Debbie. <laughs> Little Debbie. I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening to you. God damn it. <laughs> okay, fire okay. elemental. The best way to learn from a book on pyromancy is to burn it. Jaya Ballard. The best way to mega punch <laughs> a Pikachu's cousin Bulbasaur <laughs> on fungus is to slap silly it. <laughs> Jaya Ballard. No, Little Debbie. Oh, that's right. Little Debbie. <laughs> little Debbie said that. Little Debbie. Famously. The best way to mega punch from a Pikachu's cousin Bulbasaur on fungus is to slap silly it. You little do know Debbie. that. That was like a word salad. If Bulbasaur, if Bulbasaur had a problem, it would be fungus. It's like, we need to have an intervention, yeah. Bulbasaur. You are on the fungus too hard. You're on the fungus. I understand fungus. your back is literally a flower, but. Okay. Uh, I need an animal. Ooh, a dead zebra. <laughs> okay. Um. I need an adjective. Funky. Monkey. <laughs> or just funky. Um, I need um I need a place. Mm, Marshall Sutcliffe's bathroom. <laughs> All right. Why not? I need another uh verb. Mm. mm uh, spick and span. Oh wait, that's that's a not no, a no, verb. Yeah. Um, uh, Actually, wait. I just need another location. Another Actually. location. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, uh, a distant moon. <laughs> a distant moon. Okay. All right. This is Pegasus Courser. Oh, okay. A Pegasus chooses its rider, bearing the worthy into the clouds and tossing all others to the ground. A dead zebra chooses its rider, bearing the funky into Marshall's bathroom <laughs> and tossing all others to the distant moon. <laughs> hey, you're either coming to Marshall's bathroom or you're going to a distant moon. That's right. Look. Choose. All the funky get taken to Marshall's bathroom. <laughs> 
That's just a fact. A zebra will come. (laughs) A dead zebra, a zombie zebra will come and transport you to Marshall's bathroom. If not, get the heck out of here. You're going to a distant moon. (laughs) Pegasus cores are brutal. Mm, Man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Snort. (sighs) Okay. By the way, Pro Tour Bingo this week on our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Make sure not to miss that. Okay. Um... I need a I need a noun. <coughs> I need a proper noun. Oh, a a proper noun like a yeah. person or a place. Any like a per- person. Tracy Chapman, the singer of Fast Car. <laughs> you got Fast Car. Um, and I need a I need a noun. Uh, uh, uh the gr- the the punk punk scene. <laughs> This is music themed already. Yeah. I need a a place. <gasps> Studio fifty four. <laughs> Disco heaven. Is that the night? Is that All what right. it's called? Or am I thinking of Area fifty four? <laughs> No, is 59? it? Is it Area 56? It's Area 54, this right? It cannot be Area 54. Wait, well, maybe is it, it is. Studio? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to go dance, but my Uber driver took me somewhere, and now I've been abducted by aliens. Okay, I just typed into Google, where are the aliens? <laughs> Oh, We've, this had this the, We've had this yeah, discussion. We've had this discussion. We're a simulation, or we're not cool enough, and they don't even care, or uh, they've been here, and we just don't know, or I'm already an alien, and uh, I didn't just admit that on a on a magic podcast, or it's area fi- it's area fifty area f- it's fifty. It's something. definitely fifty one. Is it? It's fifty one. Area fifty one. But yeah. what's the studio? Is okay. it fifty four? <laughs> <laughs> This is so studio confusing. Fifty-four. Okay, studio okay, 54. okay. So we were Area right. Fifty-one. Area Fifty-one. Studio, studio 54. Fifty-four. Okay. All right. But if there's a second place, it's definitely Area Fifty-one. Okay. Uh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> this is Kroos and Druid. Druids endure disaster as seeds endure winter. Now Krosa blooms once more. <laughs> this is actually a place called Krosa. <laughs> Um, Tracy Chapman endures disaster <laughs> as the punk scene endures winter. <laughs> now Studio 54 blooms once more. Wow, that actually kind of makes sense. Oh, I mean, poor Tracy Chapman. She yeah, did. She endured she disaster. She did endure some disaster. <laughs> All right. But Studio 54 is blooming once again. Yeah. That's some good news. Um, Area 51. <laughs> let's see. Uh, we'll do one more. Okay. Um, okay, I need a noun. Area 51. <laughs> Unless it doesn't make sense. Nope, in which nope. case it's aliens. I'm taking it. Okay. Area 51. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can I can I get a, a saying? Oh, that like an alien would... No, uh, like a saying. Oh, no, I'm being abducted by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I... That's common right. saying in my life. Um, How about you? And a famous person. Uh, the first alien... <laughs> The first alien. Okay, this is Zalfirin Void. The wind whispers, come home, but I cannot, to fairy. Ooh. Area 51 whispers, oh no, I'm being <coughs> abducted by aliens, but I cannot. <laughs> the first alien. <laughs> now Area 51 as a thing is being abducted? It's um, Wow. Yeah. I guess yeah. it should have seen it coming, yeah. really, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming along with us on this magical journey for episode yeah. 288, everybody. Thank you. By the way, it's time for our winner of our uh, monthly drawing for July. Ooh, that's right. <clears throat> so the winner of our drawing of a whole bunch of cool, awesome swag and cards that we open on Flavor Text Theater is Matthew Schubach. Ooh, congratulations, Matthew. <laughs> Great work. I will send you an email uh, as to where to mail your wonderful prizes. Yep. Hey, if you didn't win this time around, guess what? There's another time around. Yeah, there is. Much like the earth around the sun. You spin me right, right round, round, baby, right round. round. 
Like a contest, baby. Yeah, you can check out the Gleam link for August at the bottom in the podcast notes or in the bottom of this video on the YouTube or on our website, by the way, which is new, goodluckhigh5.com. Check it out if you haven't already. Yes. It's pretty sweet, and you can sign up for a newsletter, new edition. That's right. Thank you all so much to everyone who is already supporting the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash mtacast. If you're not supporting, consider it. The summer months are really tough. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we're leeching, we're leeching patrons as know, leeches leech blood from people. Anyways, <laughs> thank you as well to our sponsors, Card Kingdom, uh, cardkingdom.com slash mtcast and Ultra Pro. Yeah. Uh, both wonderful places to go and get all of your magic needs. So yeah, check back here for your Pro Tour wrap next episode. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And check Amazing. out our stuff on YouTube. In the meantime, and uh, hang out with us on Twitter, twitter.com yeah. slash mtacast. If you're not already following us, we tweet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 